tabletop game talk side chat, where two of us talk about something sometimes related to games. I'm one of your hosts, Chris. And I'm Fletcher. This week, we're talking about a game, but not a board game. We've been playing Diablo 4, and Chris has de- and Chris has decided it would make a good show topic. We'll find out. <laughs> but first, as always, a thank you to our Patreon friends of the show. Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, Sahara Wentworth, Michael Finley, Listener Doug, and the Gifted Games and Grace Light. Huge thank you to all of our other patrons as well. Um, apologies to those who are normally in our live audience on Monday nights. We are recording early because Fletcher's decided to leave town or something. And he told me last minute, so I, I said, fine, let's just record right now. <laughs> It was kind of my fault. It's not like I didn't know I was leaving town. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to be here on Monday night. So, or Saturday or Sunday <laughs> or Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> so I could record right this very second. And I'm like, OK, fine. But let's play Diablo for a couple hours first. And yeah. so that's what we did. We need to do research. Yes. Um, and we're probably going to end up playing it again after this. At least I'm going to. So, yeah, Diablo 4. This is a video game. That's not a board game. Although you sent me a link to a board game. I did. That was Diablo-like, but well, not Diablo the board game. It it takes place in the Diablo world. Does it? I think so. Board oh, game adaptation well, of Diablo. And Sanctu- other oh, hack and slash video sanctum. games. It's not Sanctuary. Okay. Yeah. Right. I think not. this is... Yeah, I think it's this like is kind of... If Diablo a, was a board game, it would be like this. Yeah. Which kind of i kind of wonder like i don't remember well diablo board game um you said they made a DD module well there's definitely yes there's a role-playing game um for DD. there's a DD module for it i have that i want to say it's like for second edition it's pretty old it's like the original diablo and that one i still have the book someplace because it had a bunch of charts for how to make magic items with the prefix suffix system that Diablo has. And actually, I don't remember. Does Diablo 4 still use that system? I think it does. Like, if you look at um, how it names things, it should still use a a similar system. Interesting. Uh, Yeah, so for the record, this is going to be a first impressions. I think, let's see, you're level 23 and I'm level 21. We played yeah. for maybe a total of a dozen hours or so. Something um, like that. Yeah. It is... My first impression is, ugh, it's so addicting. And I've been not playing, playing Final Fantasy fourteen because, well, I could play Diablo. So... <laughs> you have to like, uh, you know, action RPGs, hack and slash RPGs. If you if you don't like those games, you won't like Diablo. No. Um, well, let's let's back up. Let's just... For those who have never played Diablo... One, two, three, and then now four. Um, it is the original Diablo one came out, and I'm just going to use dates of re- when I remember playing it. I want to say 93 ish, 92, 93, 94, sometime in that range. I guess um, I could actually Google it. I want to say it was probably closer to 95, would be my guess. Oh, actually, you may be right. I'm remember- remembering where I was at the time that I played it because I played it in college and we would literally tote over our computers to each other's houses and then wire them up with coax cables so that we could play all at the same time. And that was my first uh, it was experience released in 97. Yes. And was it say, was super, super addicting. Cause I was like, I think I was there in middle school to- when it came out. Yeah. I'm a little older than you. Just a little though. Right. But 
in that game, you could cheat because the save files were on your computer. So you could actually hack your save files. And then when you go, when you went on Blizzard on that, it would basically just carry over all of those saves. Um, but a lot of that of the first one was all local play anyway. You'd play local LAN. Um, that back LAN is what they, what do they even call LAN today? Well, it's still like, a local area network. I guess. I like play over Wi Fi, right? Yeah. Playing, playing locally. Wi Fi. Yeah. Yeah. But you didn't really play online much. If you did, you were actually like connecting. You might not have online. <laughs> yeah. You may have not have had online, but if you did, it was like connecting over literally a modem at that point. And one person would host the game and the other three people would yep. connect to it. And then, so the person hosting the game, you know, had full, that was like, you know, real time, but the other people were a little bit lagged behind. And yeah, it was amazing. I did not realize, so I'm looking at the uh, Diablo series Wikipedia page. I did not realize that Diablo 2 actually came out three years later. So Diablo yeah. 2 came out in 2000. Mm-hmm. Not that much later, Diablo 2 came out. And it was and a big it, hit. Yes, it was, I think that's the one that, I remember playing the most oh, because yeah. it was just amazing. It I think like I played so more Diablo 2 than I have Diablo 3. I probably have sunk easily hundreds of hours into Diablo 2. Easily. Yeah. So, but yeah, so if you've ever heard the term roguelike, um, I would say the Diablo 1 was probably the game that put those types of games on the map, short of the actual game Rogue. Rogue. Um, <laughs> yeah. The actual game Rogue was a ascii uh based game so it basically was made up of you know letters uppercase and lowercase letters like identified um monsters and items and then you had like you know different you know bars up you know making up the dungeons and stuff um it existed on practically every computer that existed and the thing that made it unique was all of the dungeons were completely randomly generated and you when you died you died I think the world was pretty randomly generated too, like the overworld, except for like the main town. But once we got inside the main town, it was like generated. Yeah, in Diablo One, I'm not sure there was much of a world. I think it was just a bunch of dungeons. It was just Diablo Two introduced a random world, like overworld generation, and then all the dungeons were randomly generated as well. Yes, you're right. Um, Diablo One, it was just it was just the church. you just, there were, I think there were several dungeons, but you were still trying to go deeper and deeper. And then the dungeons were all kind of branched off of the starting town. Um, this was a lot of years ago. So if I'm wrong on that, don't worry. Yeah. You'll probably never play this game anyway. Um, but yeah, Diablo 2 like, made a random overworld. And that reigned supreme for about 12 years before Diablo 3 came out in 2012, which had, let's see, it looks like two expansions so reaper of souls and rise of the necromancer Uh, and then hmm, i don't ever remember getting rise of the necromancer um that came out in 2017 so it was basically another five years after the launch so it would make sense and then diablo well diablo 4 is now 23 which i guess it doesn't feel it feels a long time since diablo 3 was released but I guess they were doing That's expansions for Diablo yeah. 3. So um, I never really got into Diablo 3. Yeah. Um, Diablo 3 to me, it was just, uh, I don't know. It just felt different. Yeah, Diablo 3, they used like a semi-random dungeon generator. But the overworld was, I think, fairly fixed. 
pretty set yeah it was like it was like semi-random um it was fine i mean i i definitely played it a bunch but uh i would probably say diablo 2 is still my favorite uh oh, yeah oh, well not i think four. a lot of people would agree with you yeah because in 2021 they re-released diablo 2 yeah they did <laughs> and better graphics and everything yep and I played that on the Switch for a long time. Well, not, maybe not a long time, but several months I was playing it on, on the Switch. Um, so Diablo 2 Re- Resurrected is... The, it could be remake. an easy starting point for most people. Yeah. And then a year later, there was Diablo Immortal. So this is 2022, last year. I uh, which I don't about, think... I played that for like two hours and I was like, eh. Yeah. I think it was the same thing. I'm like, oh, this looks cool. I'm done with this. I was actually pretty impressed um, actually, with like the graphics and everything, but it was so it's a free game that's like monetized by, you know, gems and whatever. It, it, it's one of those things where it's like purposely confusing where it's like there's gems and then there's skulls and then there's like tokens of vitality and then there's there's like six different in-game currencies that all interact in different ways and it's like this is if I have to like break out an Excel spreadsheet to figure out what I'm doing, then this is no longer fun. So well, and I play those games. Like I've played those games before, but it still just wasn't fun. There was just something about it that I didn't. It just didn't click, and I was like, uh, okay. So when Diablo Four, when I found out about Diablo Four, not necessarily when it was announced, um, I didn't really have any interest in it. Like the I like when I jumped into Diablo Immortal, and I'm like looking at, it, I'm like, okay. And then Diablo Four, I'm like, eh, it's gonna be whatever. And then you texted um a group of us and said hey i'm gonna think about getting diablo 4 what do you guys think i'm like Ugh. we talked about this the last episode um i'm very susceptible to uh suggestion and then I went out and, <laughs> yes like i have a ps5 i guess now i have diablo 4 i guess i'm buying it because yep. Victor says he wants to play <laughs> Well, and then, so this was, uh, this wasn't very long ago, right? This was just a few days ago. First time we played was, yeah. yeah. And I had not played anything multiplayer on the PS5. Well, I guess I played Final Fantasy XIV, but I didn't play anything that is, um, that I actually played as a multiplayer game. And so I didn't know how to do like any of the voice stuff. So I just called you up on the phone. You're like, I think we can do this on the PlayStation. Like, oh, Okay. And then I realized I can plug my headphones into my controller and all of a sudden I can talk and listen. And this is how out of video games I've been for so long. Are you actually plugging them in with like the three and a half millimeter jack? Yeah. Wow. I have I, a set of wireless ones that I use that are pretty old. I probably need to upgrade them. I like the wired headphones because I never have to worry about charging them and it just always works. Right. So I think these can become wireless. But I didn't. I just plugged them into the headphone, into the thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then we've been, we played a few hours. And then I think you kept playing. And then I couldn't play yesterday because I was actually playing The Witcher, the board game, which is actually really good, by the way. Um, really, really good. Like, I really, really like that. Uh, first play, again, first impression. But Witcher, the old world, excellent. Uh, but then I played a little bit last night. And then we jumped on today. And... We were just following. It, so there's the, a lot of. Go ahead. So with Diablo four, for everybody that is not aware, it's not really like a massively multiplayer online role playing game. Like you would think of like Warcraft being like World of Warcraft. 
it's a much smaller there are other people running around the overworld but there's not a ton of people just a little bit yeah and you can team up with them and you can like meet up with them and see them like you know running around the overworld but it's like there's there's servers so when you log in like i so fletcher and i are friends so when i log in i can see if he's online and i can either invite him to my party or request that he invite me to his party and whatever happens you'll get transferred to that person's world or their the instance that they're in um and that's basically all there is to it then you're in a party and you can chat and do all that but the other people in the world, unless you want to interact with them, they might as well not be there. They just add a little bit more liveliness to the world. Yeah. Because they can't really affect you. Yeah, they can. Well, they can't attack you. Well, they can't attack you or anything like they that. Can't but they can kill you, the things that you're killing. They can kill things that you're killing. They can, like, help you, I guess. Right. But it's always help. Because yeah. it's, you know, like when you're talking like kill stealing and item stealing and things like that, that was a big problem in Diablo 2 because people would yeah. run, and Diablo you know, the top too. level. You yeah. Just run around right. people people, stuff. Yep. Well, I remember like Di- Diablo 1, you could open up your game and people could just come in and then kill you and take your ear and take all your gear because if you die, they could just pick up everything. So right. everything was a private game because you didn't want anyone joining you. Um, in Diablo 2, you has, used to have like these like end level runs over and over and over and like the items would just drop and the first person to click on them that's the person that got it in four they fixed that in some interesting ways first of all everything you see that drops you're the only person that sees it no one else can pick up those things same thing in three but yeah um yeah like i said i haven't played three enough to know but um but i thought that was cool and usually the items you get are items you can use you're not going to get you know a bunch of barbarian weapons if you're a sorcerer you might get something but it's much much un- more uncommon that you would get that right yeah all the items that and drop you nine, like 95% of the time it, it's for your class right um it just occurred to me that we didn't do any banter the reason we didn't do any banter is because this is the only thing we've been doing so um this is our banter <laughs> Um, but the thing that I've really found interesting is we're at different levels and we're actually fighting the monsters as if they were comparative to our level. So the world scales with your character. And at first I'm like, I really, really don't like games that do that because you you never feel powerful, right? You can't go to a lower level area or be over level to a thing and just be able to destroy everything. Everything's always a challenge. Um, but it's, it feels like the right challenge. I always feel like I have to be a little bit smart about what I'm doing as opposed to just like I'm overpowered so I can just kill this boss in a few hits and be fine. Spamming uh, stuff over and over again. Everything is always a little bit of a challenge. You have to be a little bit aware. Yeah, we just fought a boss and at first it started out. I was like, okay, we can do this. It's a little hectic. And then... And then it got really hectic. I died. And if you're in a group, um, you can run over to the character who died and you have to stand there for a few seconds and then you can resurrect them um, just by standing on them, right? Because I've never died. You've always resurrected. Or I've never done that because I keep dying. Yeah. You've resurrected me. You have to go. There's, you know, it says interact and it's like, you know, you hit a button and then there's like a little progress bar that like fills up. It takes like, I don't know, five or six seconds. So, and then boom, you're back in the fight. You're you know, gears 10% more damage. So you got to go repair that. It's not a really a big deal. Um, but that fight was hard. Like, yeah. there was a lot going on and you couldn't just like keep smashing buttons. You had to be a little bit thinking and strategic about what you were doing. And I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. But you were fighting a level 23 boss and I was fighting a level 21 boss. 
It's the same boss. Same. same it's the thing. same boss. Yeah. And every, yeah, everything. We're fighting the same person. When Fletcher does damage, I see that damage. So essentially what happens is when you're partied with somebody else, everything scales to that, to the person who's fighting, not to the party, but to the person who's fighting. And I think there's a minimum. There's like a floor. This boss will never be below level 15 or something like that. So if you had a level five character, you might get wiped out. But yeah, there can't are confirm floors. that. Yeah, there are floors. If if you go like um, yesterday, I went inv- adventuring a little bit, and I found an area when I was like level nineteen. That was a level twenty one area, and it was like I had to run through that place because they were going to destroy me if I try to st- stand around and fight. Um, but there are floors for certain areas. But assuming that you hit that floor, it'll always level up to you. Yeah, which meant that we were both playing. We were different level characters. We were playing the same quest, so we're playing through the main story together and then the side quests and, you know, just killing stuff we can do independent. But playing the same quest, we still have the same challenge. We're still, we're getting loot drops that are appropriate to our level. We're getting experience appropriate to our level. And it's just kind of a really cool way of handling that because I can, you can go off and you can up level to level, well, there's still some limits, right? If you go to level 40, and as long as you don't advance the main quest, you can come back to my me and we can progress the quest line like normal. But I wouldn't be able to jump to your areas at level 40 and then start with you without having some challenges. But even if you came back to mine, so if the higher level people go back to where the lower level people are, you're still getting the same experience and item drops that you would at your higher levels. You're just doing different quests and you might be doing areas of the world that you've already seen, but it leveled with you. So it works. It's scaling. And I mean, I think you're level 21 and I'm level 23, but when we first started out, I think I was like already level seven and you were level, you know, one or something. Yep. Um, And even that was perfectly fine because there's a big power difference between, you know, one and seven as opposed to 21 and 23. Um, but it was, it was fine. Like I was, you know, you weren't getting wiped when you weren't getting one shotted and, and I was, wasn't, uh, one shotting all the enemies. So it scales yeah. appropriately. Yeah. So I'm super impressed by that. Like I was a little bit, eh, how's this going to work? But in practice, you don't even think about it. You just join play. and play and, and that's it. Like, you know, now there was one thing you could do. So one thing we found out was because you were higher level, you occasionally got a drop that I could use. And so when you traded that to me, that was usually much better than anything else I was using because yeah, you were so getting higher level drops. The drops that I'm getting are scaled for me. And since I'm higher level, they're better items. Um, and then like Chris uses daggers and I don't use daggers at all because I'm playing a sorcerer. So I'm like, oh, here's this like really, you know, uh, a yellow, dra- a, uni- a rare item drop dagger. So I'm like, here, Chris, you can have this. I don't know if it's useful to you, but check it out. Um, and you're like, yeah, this is way better than what I'm currently using. Yep. So I'm like, done. Um, but now there are level limits on the dagger. So like you have to be level whatever, maybe 8, 10, 12, whatever There, there is, is a minimum level to, to right. use it. Right. So if you were level you know, 50 and I'm level 20 and you find a dagger, I wouldn't be able to use that one because Probably that would be not. above my minimum level, most likely. Yeah. Um, but as far as just a few levels difference, it worked out just fine because you were, you know, I, I was still, still at the same minimum kind of level. Like range. Yep. 
Um, yeah, so I really, really liked that about it. Um, what do you think about the character options? Um, again, this is a first impression. You played Sorcerer, I played Rogue. Um, you mean the classes? So magic. Yeah, the classes and like just basically the builds and such. Um, so far, I like them. Um, I decided to go with Sorcerer. Usually, I like to play melee classes like the Barbarian because I just want to like run into a bunch of enemies and hit stuff. But I decided to switch it up and try the Sorcerer and um, shoot things at a distance. And, you know, we're both kind of like ranged characters. Um, but so far, I like it. There is a ton of customization that you can do for, I guess, every class. But in the beginning, you have, you know, skill points that you invest. And right off the bat, like skill point number one, you can invest in one of four different things. And each of those four different things goes into a higher tier. And then each of those go into two higher tiers, but you can only pick one. So if you, you know, if you pick A, you can't pick B and vice versa. So it's like specialties on the skill. Yeah, it's like a specialty on the skill. Exactly. Um, And that's just like from the first node, at least for me. And then uh, once you invest enough skill points in, in that first node, then you can go to the second node, which has a similar kind of structure along with like a couple other spikes coming off of it for um, additional bonuses. Yeah, I had, so you had four starting. I had five, I think. Um, I think I, had I forget five. how many I had. I know yeah. I had at least four. But, but it's, yeah, but it's, there's just a ton of them and you can't possibly do them all. And you right. wouldn't want to. Because, you know, it's like, okay, I have one skill point in all of these things, and they're all not very good because I have no specialties. Um, I have a lot of variety, but variety doesn't matter as much as specializing. But unlike previous games where there was, like, maybe two good paths, or oftentimes, like, this is the build that you should make for optimal endgame whatever, uh, this one feels like it would be a lot harder to say this is the optimal one. It feels like... so. I, respecking you just respect with gold and especially at low levels it's super cheap you can do it over and over and over and last night i was playing and i'm like i decided to respect my character to use some different skills and i hated them hated them so much i don't think it's because they were weak it's just it didn't match my play style so i'm like okay i'm gonna get rid of those and try something else and then i found the ones that like oh this is exactly what i like so i have a close dagger fighting thing where i can get lots of critical hits and it heals me but at a range i have this like machine gun bow thing that does a (laughs) lot of damage but it uses energy so i can't just keep using it over and over and that combination is kind of fun to run around and play with and i'll probably respec you know a dozen more times before i like settle into something um there's lots of skill types there's like these core skills and advanced skills and um let's see there's I'm looking at the skills for rogue. You have rogue basic skills, rogue core skills, which I don't know the difference between basic and core. Rogue ability the basic, skills, rogue the basic skills, are the, skills. First, are the first node, and, and the core skills are the next node. Ah, so the that core as skills you go are down. The, the core skills are the ones that cost mana or energy or whatever your limited resources. Ah. But yeah, then you have ability scores for me, subterfuge skills, um, imbuement skills, ultimate skills. So that's what the ultimate skills is very... We were asking ourselves earlier, what's an ultimate skill? Because we had an item that boosted your ultimate skills. Um, That's the last set of skills in the tree. But yeah, and you actually unlock that. I think I'm... You 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 can unlock all this stuff pretty pretty early if you want to. Yeah. Um, Or you can like stay back and like specialize more in each node if you want to which is what i'm doing but um yeah it just seemed interesting that way 
Yep. And you can skip nodes too. So you have to have a, like a prerequisite number of skill points spent to unlock the next node, but it's not a number of skill points spent in the previous node. So if I spend 20 skill points or 23 skill points in my basic skills at first node, I will unlock the ultimate skills, which require 23 skill points sent without ever unlocking anything in the middle. Yeah. So you can kind of like pick and choose. So like, the moral of it is there's a ton of customization for skills. Um, and, you know, I'm on a site right now that's like, here are the four best builds for every class. And I'm like, okay, um, four builds per class, five classes. That's 20 different builds that you could play. I mean, that's, that's a lot of uh, gameplay. That's a lot of gameplay. Um, what do you think about the stories? The story is there for filler content. The cinematics are beautiful, if not disturbing. Um, very disturbing. They're very disturbing. Um, they're done really well. The intro story is, you know, kind of interesting to get you hooked. So far, all the rest of the story that we've done seems pretty filler-y. Like, not super interesting. I don't know. I'm, yeah, I would say right out of the gate, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is a... Uh um right you you play this um, game you know for the gameplay and not the story yeah well i will say i i am impressed with the main storyline um maybe because the cinematics are really well done maybe because the voice acting is really well done it's movie quality and it has pretty good voice acting throughout the game um i agree with you that the story is basically a rapper yeah, I mean, it's there's not a lot of depth there just yet. Um, you don't, but again, we've only played you know the, for a few hours, so I can't tell you where it's going. But yeah, bad guy take trying to take over the world. You're trying to stop the bad guy, but first you're starting at the local level and working your way up. This basically the standard fare of all of the Diablo games have a similar story progression. In yep. the end, you're going to kill the big bad. Um, at least I'm presuming again story progression, but and there's a lot of story. There's a lot of story and a lot of cutscenes in the main storyline, but you can ignore it completely. That's the other thing that's interesting about this one is yeah. there are three acts, but you can do them in any order. You can do them in any order that you want, and also there's enough side quests and enough places to explore that you can ignore the story for a long, long time. In fact, besides doing like the intro stuff. And then we just completed like the very first, um, like next main story quest that you have to do. All the rest of the time, I've just been running around doing side quests yeah. and like exploring. Yep. So like the story is there, and I think you know the pro- we'll probably play it is when we're playing together, we'll follow the story, the main story. Um, but when we're not, we'll just do side quests and explore. And, and you know, you have your other dungeons, and um, there's all kinds of ways to level up your items and enhance them. And, you know, there's a lot more towns in this game than any of the previous ones. Oh yeah. So I think Diablo two had five acts and each act had a town. This one has, I mean, we've already come across at least five towns and we haven't even left the starting areas yet. Really? Right. We've just branched out a little bit from the starting areas. So, but yeah, it's, um, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, like I said, it's, it's rated M for mature. I wouldn't Definitely play this with young kids. A mature game, yes. Yeah, it's um, called Diablo. So yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> I mean, the original Diablo, the graphics weren't all that fantastic, so even you could kind of just kind of brush it off. And I think there was a version of the original Diablo that turned all the blood green, so it was like turn off the gore. Right. Um, there's no turn off the gore setting in this one. <laughs> no, no, there is not. 
Yeah. The intro um, cinematic sh- like gets you prepared of like what you're going to see later. Oh yeah. No, just the opening like the opening intro scene is it it's a little disturbing even as a full-grown adult who's, you know, seen lots and lots of video game and, and you know, animated gore. This it's it's bad. Um not bad bad but bad like yeah. The kids are usually two floors away when I'm playing. Yeah. So <laughs> It's like, you're not going to look at this. You'll have nightmares for a very long time. Period. End of story. Uh, But yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I will say, if you've played Diablo ever and you've been on the fence, I I say it's worth it. I think it's worth it. Um, We're playing on the PS5. I don't know what it feels like on PC, but I got to imagine it's probably fine. It's got to be totally fine because it was, you know, I mean, originally designed for the PC. And you can cross-play. Cross-play between... Um, PS5, Xbox, yeah. PC. Anything it's on. Yeah, anything it's on, you can cross-play. So if you have your friends, you have a PS5, you got the game on that, and but your friends have it on PC, um, you, can, you can still play with them. Yep. And I do have a Diablo 4 channel in the Discord. Um, I'll post my... I think it's Blizzard name is what you need to friend? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll post my Blizzard name there so you can friend me if you'd like. Um and yeah you can create a clan um yes i am and it looks like you can just create a clan whenever you want yeah yep so i'll make a make a tgt clan uh so yeah so if you want to play you see me on i'm more than happy to jump over you jump to my game uh likely fletcher will you know be playing too because i gotta get through the main storyline gotta see what's going on there (laughs) I got to be able to upgrade stuff like ah, this is this gets me I back more to the, I want to do more of those like optional dungeons that one that we did a couple days yeah. ago we're like oh what's this and it was like a giant optional ju- dungeon that was not related to the main story at all and we're like yep. oh holy crap and then I looked at my map and there's way more of those yeah because there's two kinds of side dungeons there's like these little mini um, ones kind of like mini dungeons and they have a, one icon. It's usually, I think it's like a gate or something like that. It's just, you know, eh, this looks like a mini dungeon. You go in, you kill a couple of things, you get some loot and you leave. And then we thought that's what this what dungeon was. Like, oh, all these dungeons are so little and easy to go in. So let's just go into this one. And it was like this mega dungeon where we're going through and we're like, okay. So I guess there are giant dungeons as well. Yeah. It was and like then, four floors with, a, it was just huge. And it just like kept going. And we're like, oh my gosh. And then at the end when we completed it, we got, I forget what they called it, but. It was like a an unlock for Druid for like any other character that we create. It's like, oh, now Druids get this bonus. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. So, yeah. So, once you do these things, you kind of unlock additional stuff account-wide that yep. you can use. So, I was like, uh, we should do more of these for our characters <laughs> that we're playing yeah. currently. Yep. So, there's, yeah, there's just so much stuff to do. And then the specialties, I unlocked a specialty. Um, I, th- I think it was a side quest. It was like a job specific side quest that unlocked a specialty. And so I'm like, oh, that's cool. But yeah, there's just, there's so much stuff here. Um, will it last for, I mean, this game's going to be around for a while. There's, yeah, I don't know that it's not successful. I, like I said, I, mean, I don't just release reviews. Like, I, I, I would imagine that in, like, you know, two or three years that they'll come out with an expansion that will add a few, um, you know, a few more classes and then maybe another area of the map to explore. Um, that's probably, that's usually the way 
Blizzard, Blizzard does these things. So I just typed in Diablo 4 reviews. Um, IGN, which is, is that the Internet Gaming Network or something yeah, like that? Something like um, that. 9 out of 10. Yeah. Eurogamer four out of five. Gamespot eight out of ten. Now the audience rating audience rating is a three point two with two three hundred and sixty two ratings. I don't 3. know two out of ten? Out of five. Out of five. Okay. Um, but it's your traditional inverted bell curve where there's a ton of fives and then almost no four, threes or two, and then a ton of ones. Right. So review bombing, maybe. Yeah. Take that for what it is, but um, let's see this. Um, I find this game pr- some pretty poor. Re- oh, wait. I find I find this game gets some pretty poor reviews. Grammar is not a reviewer thing. Uh, just based off the beta from two months ago. And I would disregard those as this was a beta. As someone who has never played Diablo game before, I didn't really expect much, but ended up being pleasantly surprised. It's great. <laughs> so that is. A four-star review sitting at the top there. Um, but yeah, so the it's... reviews it's, from actual reviewers. Yes. And reviews that are recent. Because if someone did play in the beta, uh, you know, there's going to be issues there. And we watched a video just before this that was posted, um, you know, a few hours ago. It was posted today as we record, which was is on Friday. Um, where someone is using the Barbarian and some ability where he's spinning around. And I guess every time you... As long as you keep using the ability and continue it, and you keep hitting monsters, the damage goes up every single time. And he was up to like 100 billion damage per hit. Which is crazy. Uh, which seems a little, you know, broken. Broken. But... <laughs> that might like, get patched. <laughs> yeah, that, there's going to be some patches there. Uh, that's one thing we know that will happen, right? As, as things are found to be broken or whatnot, they'll, they'll be fixed and addressed. Um, I think new content and mini quests and mini dungeons and stuff will get added in and... Um, the world seems huge. Like, I don't even know. Yeah, I'm sure it'll really feel big. small at some point, but yeah, it's, it's a lot but, bigger than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Well, and then because nothing, so like in Diablo four, three or uh, two, if you went back to act one, it was pointless. You, you weren't getting anything. There was no reason ever to go back to act one, right. unless you were starting a new character here, the world, every part of the world is always viable. Because no matter where you go, you you'll still be able to, you know, oh, I skipped this dungeon when I first went through, but now I can go back there and play it. And it's not going to feel like I'm running through a level one dungeon. It's going to feel like I'm running through new content. So all of the content remains viable as long as you're playing the game. And I don't know if you notice, but like for each, I guess, area of the map, um, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know how else to phrase it, but like each... I don't know, world area of the map. In when you look at the map, there's um I forget how they phrase it, like a section renown. Uh-huh. So as you do the side quests, you get renown for doing it in that area, and then that renown will unlock additional benefits for for that area only, um, and for your character. So if you get like enough renown, it unlocks a skill point that you can use and then you get experience. So that's cool. So you can 100% zones as you go through or different regions as you go right. through. And it, it makes it worthwhile. So like when you first start the game, like, oh, I just want to go and explore and go all over the place. And then you look back at the in your first couple of regions and are like, oh, I didn't do anything in there. And then you can go back and see your progress for how much of it you've unlocked and how much content you've completed. Exactly. Oh, this game's going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's pricey. It's uh, but I guess this is just how much. Yeah, I guess it's just how much games cost these days. And also, you bought the deluxe edition, which I don't know well, what that gets you. Um, some cosmetics. Oh, yeah. there is an in-game cash shop. We haven't done anything with it. It doesn't look anything. like you yeah. can buy anything of um, like it's only cosmetic. nothing gives you like game. Yeah, it's all cosmetic. Nothing gives you game stuff. Um, but it is it does exist. I've looked at it a couple times and I'm like, I have no idea what this is or why I would want it. Um, there's a big so if you've played World of Warcraft um, I call them glamours in because it's Final Fantasy fourteen, but World of Warcraft and Diablo call them tra- transmogs. So different items, you can say, oh, I want this item to look like this other cool item. Um, so that exists in the game. I don't, at least right now, I don't care at all. What so low level doesn't like. really matter. But yeah, then you could you could start to put together a look. Like I like the look of this item, so I want my this butter item that I don't like the look of to look like this worse item that I like the look of, which makes yeah. sense. But if, but as you're running around, everything's like pinned to that three quarter overhead view. So you can see other people running around, but you know, I haven't seen anyone. I was like, Oh man, whatever they're wearing, that's awesome. They're relatively small, but in the character screen, like when you get a close up, I'm like, Oh, that looks pretty cool. Or oh, I like that, that mask or whatever I just picked up. So I could see maybe getting into it a little bit later, but that's really what the cash shop is for is yeah. it looks like it's all cosmetics. Um, I don't know if there's, I mean, I haven't really looked closely. I don't know if there's any like story skips and things like that, that it's like, oh, I just want to, you know, give me, unlock the main quest so that I can get all the unlocks, but I don't have to play through the story, which I don't do that. Which is um, dumb. I don't think, yeah. like, I hope they don't offer that because that would be the dumbest thing. <laughs> well, it's a very common thing on MMOs. You literally pay to not play the game. So you buy the game. And instead of playing through the story, you buy a story unlock so you can skip to the end of the story and not play the game. Like, what's the point what? of that? What? Why are you doing that? So, I mean, I guess it's like, oh, I want to catch up to my friends and they're already on the third expansion and I don't want to have to play through everything. So I just want to jump to it. But my recommendation is just play through the story because, you know, as new parts of the story come out, they will mean more if you've played through the beginning pieces. If you understand where you came from. Yeah. Um, but yeah. All right. So what is your rating on a scale from one to 10 after a dozen hours of play? Um, I don't know. I'd probably give this a solid eight right now. I think I agree. Um, downside, anything about the game that you don't like that you've encountered so far? Anything about, uh, I mean, the story just kind of seems like at least in the beginning so far, there was like a, like when I think of Diablo, I think of like, you know, running around and killing stuff. And in the beginning, there was like a lot of story that we had to get through. It's like, okay, you get to kill this. You get to kill this little group right here. Okay, now more story time. Kill this little group. Story time. <laughs> kill this little group. Story. I was like, right, can we get back to killing stuff, please? Like, <laughs> I understand that you're setting up the story, but the story is mainly filler. Um, you know, but I think we've gotten past that part right now. So it's like open world. Do whatever you want. Yeah. I don't mind the story nearly as much as you do. Um, but I do think, so the other Diablo games, the game, the world felt more populated with monsters and this one, you can actually walk for, you know, 20 seconds and not hit a monster, which I know doesn't sound like a lot, but yeah, no, I've walked monsters all the time. I walk around and they're always populating. Maybe. I, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot more space between them, but then when they pop, there's like clusters of them. So there's a whole bunch to kill all at once. Um, Maybe they're just not spread out as much. 
But that's the only thing that I kind of in dungeons they're they're everywhere. But on the right. overworld, you can go a while without seeing something. Um, but again, not a long while. It's just it feels like <laughs> I guess I mean it makes sense in this world, which they're trying to create like in an atmosphere. You have all these NPCs that have all their own little stories. And, um, you know, when you do these side quests, like if you listen to the story, cause you can skip anything, you hit the circle button and you skip everything. But if you play the sides quest and you listen to what's going on, you start to get a feel for what this world is. And I guess if the world was just nothing but monsters everywhere, it would make even less sense than it already does. Yeah. But, um, it's very bleak. It's a very, very bleak yes. world. <laughs> it's a sad, sad world. Oh, wow. It's so bad. Um, yeah, there was one side quest where I'm like looking for someone's brother. And then we found this brother. And uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but it was like, wait, this is what's going on? <laughs> what? <laughs> it, it was, yeah. Don't, like, I know the side quest is really tempting to just kind of skip through everything. But it's all voice acted. You don't have to read any of it. You can just kind of listen to what's going on and be like, okay, this is disturbing. Um, and it's kind of fun. There's actually a number of side quests that are like its own little arcs. So the the one that you just completed before we hopped on, um, there's like more to do with with like that that lady because I'm like a few ahead of you on that. And I'm like, okay, I haven't finished it yet, but you can see like a story arc starting to develop for like this little side quest chain. Yeah. So and I like that. I appreciate that, especially when you're trying to like immerse yourself in this world but if you just want to play diablo and not worry about it then you can just go around and kill things because at any point you can go back and do these quests and they will be leveled to where you're at so it won't feel like a waste of time if you miss them early you can just go back and and try them out later or you know i'm sure there will be a list of you know top 20 quest chains to play in diablo and and things like that where you can kind of pick and choose the things you want to go through um, my rating of this, and it's hard because I don't have a lot to compare it with. Um, I will say for sure, after 12 hours, it is the best Diablo I've played. Um, and again, I played a lot of Diablo 2. Diablo 2 is fine. It's a great game. This gives me all the feels of Diablo 2. Plus, it gives me some, you know, a much meatier story. So it gives me kind of that, um, you know storylines and side stories that I like. Um, but it also has a lot more subsystems that give you ways of customizing your character, your equipment and all of that. And all of that stuff that I really, really like. So I think I'm with you though, right now it is an eight, but it has the potential to go up. It's an eight leaning towards an eight, five slash nine. Um, I just don't know enough yet to go wherever it's at. Um, also I will say since we're playing on the PlayStation five, I was really, really apprehensive about using a controller. Cause to me, Diablo is like a PC game where you use a mouse and keyboard. Yeah. They're not, they didn't release it for the Mac and I don't have a PC. So I actually looked at reviews specifically for using the controller. Um, and all the reviews I could find said like the controller is 100% great. And so far after using it and I'm using it with a range character, um, I don't have any complaints with the controller layout. Um, works works fine. Yeah, I actually didn't even think about it until you mentioned it. Um, yeah, because all the other previous Diablos. Actually, I played Diablo Two Resurrection on um, Switch on the Switch, which is also a controller. But I didn't even think about it because yeah, now I remember 
you know, click, 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 click. That's all you did in Diablo. It's just click, yeah. click, 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 click. You, wear, you would wear out mouses, mouses, <laughs> mice, um, <laughs> playing this game. Uh, but no, the controller works just fine. And in fact, if I did get it on the PC, because sometimes I do that, I'll buy it in two places, which I really wish there was a cheaper way to do that because you have to actually buy the game on both platforms. Um, I would probably just connect the controller to the computer and play it with that so it's consistent between the two. Right. But, um, but yeah, there's... It felt it feels completely natural. It has this kind of subtle auto aim. It does that, yeah. And it's it doesn't feel like it's helping you because you have to be pointing in the right direction. It just doesn't feel like it's hindering you, and yeah. it just you don't even think about it. Yeah, it's the it's the auto aim where it's like I'm pointing in this direction where there's a massive en- enemies. So if I'm firing away, I will hit an enemy because it'll like yep. auto select one. You typically the closest one to you. Um, but if you're facing the completely wrong way, like you're just going to be firing off the yeah. wrong way. You can't just, you can't just shoot randomly and have it like heat seeking missiles. Um, but if you're, you're in the right area, it works just fine. Um, no, that's a good point. Yeah. I think it, it works really well. So, all right. That's our Diablo four first <laughs> look game re- video game review. Um, have we done a video? I know we've done episodes on video games before but i don't think we've ever actually just reviewed a video game no we haven't done i don't think we'd really review board games um no no because we talked about final fantasy on here but we yeah didn't really review it you just talked about it yeah um but no like i yeah i'm i'm jonesing to get back to it i'll be playing for a few more hours tonight for sure sounds good i will too. I have to find deckard kane i don't think he's in this one no because he be. died in the last one <laughs> I know, but they always keep bringing him back somehow. Stay a while and listen. <laughs> and on that note. Table, I had to scroll down. Tabletop Game Talk is a proud <laughs> member of the Dice Tower Network. I think. <laughs> Probably. We have a Discord. Join us there to continue the conversation and be part of our recordings. Except for today. It's also where you'll find an endless stream of games that you can play with us and other listeners on BGA or Diablo. Diablo. Links are in the show notes, and you can go to tabletopgametalk.com to find out more. Hosting fees and giveaways are sponsored by our patron Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, Sahara Wentworth, Michael Finley, Listener Doug, The Gift of Games, Jason Strong, John Lewis, Joe Hoover, Emil Joe Jem, Danita Hersey, Jim Conrad, Lightning Steve, Gary Bunker, Peter Fleming, Andrew Fayesh, John Williams, Sir Sully, Matthew Droke, Jimothy, Paul Romer, Nicholas Lotz, Weatherman Keith, Leanne Verhost, Stephen Judd, Marina Stevens, Ben, Gary, Sean Peck, Michael Yanikowski, Jeremy Fisher, Christopher Dong, Terrence Miller, Richard Yassi, Token Fan Forever, Stephen Falcon, Joe Romero, Old Sci-Fi, aka Tim, uh, David Radke, Brian Arnold, and then this is the group that gets our first names. Courtney, Ryan, Dan, Darren, David, Jesse, Charles, Agnes, Ron, Aaron, Don, Glenn, Eric, Adrian, Eric, Jason, Jerry, Sean, Christy, Monica, and Michael. <laughs> and thanks to everyone who's <laughs> ever been a patron. Your support means the world to us. Until next week, keep playing games, whether they are board games or video games, and having fun. All right, so next main quest. Meet you over there in like five minutes? Something like that. Yeah, I might need to eat something first, but yes. Oh, that's a good point. All right, eight minutes. Sounds good.